fast you're going. What? How fast you're going. I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome everybody to another episode of Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Iceman. As always, today we have something we don't get too often on here. We actually have a, another motor cop, and uh, he's been a motor cop for a long time, also uh, ten plus years. He's still active duty, also. So we're gonna get started. Oh, let me get the housekeeping out the way. Go like and subscribe if you're on Apple, and you give us five stars. Write a review. We appreciate it. I give you a shout out. Go check the merchandise and swag out on our Etsy store. It'll be in the link in the descriptions below. And uh, other than that, let's get it started. I want to welcome uh, his TikTok account is uh, Motor Cop for Life with the number four. If y'all want to go check him out there. So we're going to welcome him in. He's already here. So welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm actually excited because you don't know <laughs> the hardest part of doing this is finding other uh, law enforcement people to be guests. Because uh, yeah, know. with the per, with the uh, with the p- current political status, I can understand that. Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of places, uh, a lot of departments do have uh, very 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 strict uh, social media policies. Uh, yeah. And Luckily, I work for a pretty uh, relaxed one. My uh, chief is on TikTok himself, and he's he's very proud that he has over a hundred thousand followers. So well, let him know because <laughs> he can come over on here and tell some of his stories too, if he would like. Yeah, but he's a canine. Do we like canine guys? Yeah, I, I'll take. I, I I I do all first responders. I recently uh, had a uh, firefighter Delucky on here. Uh, he's a local firefighter in the area in Louisiana. Because uh, he made the local news for uh, for life saving, he saved two baby goats using the pet <laughs> oxygen mask thing and stuff like that. So I mean, what? Yes, yes, so, he so did. So is he technically the the goat of firefighters? He is the goat of firefighter. But awesome. so, but I interview all first responders, military also. I just love meeting new people and stuff like that. But you're special because you're actually a motor cop. Oh, we're special, all right. Well. I don't know if you, uh, a long, long time ago, uh, they had this guy. I think he's passed away since then. I think he had a heart attack a long time ago. But he actually he used to come out to motorcycle competitions. And uh, he used to have a website called motorcop.com. I think it's for sale. I actually, I actually have some of his shirts and a couple of his pens. <laughs> I had some of his shirts, too. I still got them. I saved them after he passed. I had the one that said motor cops scare other cops and uh yep got both got the long <laughs> sleeve and the short sleeve and uh another one uh, i think it said uh i think it ran said press hard five copies and then uh they had another one so i think it said god made two types of cops motor cops and yep. rest he put in cars 
got that one. And then yeah. there was one that said real cops do it wearing motor boots. Yes. Yes. <laughs> my my wife actually made up a shirt. Uh I don't know if she I think she made it for herself because she does t shirt. But it says uh it says bikes, pants, boots, oh my. <laughs> you know? Yes. So, because I I see on your videos, I think you wear the the traditional full motor uniform every day when you're working. Uh, it varies. Um, you know, I used to back in a rural area, I usually just use regular trousers and boots. And then if I was on a special detail or felt special, I'd break the boots and breeches out because we had a lot of chip and seal and gravel roads. But now I'm more into it. I always liked the looks of it. It was more just simplicity and maintenance back in the day but i am a big fan of the boots and breeches yeah well my previous department where i was a sergeant over the motor division we uh when the motor i was an original motor guy there uh we started out you know wearing straight legs and stuff and then in the winter we used to go to the motor boots well very early on we went to the motor boots and all of us were like you know man we don't want to look like just all the other cops you know we you know we're motor cops and well that's, so, kind, of, that's kind of part of the special deal you know <laughs> if you're dressed up right everybody's like oh these guys aren't normal <laughs> yeah we, you know, so we went to the motor boots and britches year round they still they still like that over there uh department i went now uh when i've got back in motors in the department went now every time i did it i was all you know the guy i work with he, he's a he hasn't been in motors that long He'll wear them all the time, but because I switch back and forth, and I don't live in an area like, like, so if I know, know what I'm not doing any special details, I'll just we wear my we wear class B's most of the time. So yeah. I'll just wear my class B's because it's more comfortable. Now if I know I'm doing something, I throw the motor boots and the motor pants and all that stuff on now. But after twenty something years, I'm just like, oh my god, I just want to be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Trust me. That's why some days I'm in straight legs and just regular patrol boots. But <clears throat> you got to get them nothing. pants tapered, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> if not, you be showing some leg. Yeah, I mean, you got to look crisp, but at the same time, you don't want your pants up to your knees and blowing in the wind. Oh, <laughs> for the listening audience, you're on a you're on a BMW, correct? Yes. They, of course, we're Harley got most. Apartments around here are all Harleys, Road Kings. We have a few electric lights, huh? Or full fairing bikes, but not many. Those BMWs are, once you get proficient in it, you can, they'll turn on, you can turn them in cone patterns very sharply, and they are very, very fast. Because I've ridden yeah, them. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I started on a KZ1000, and it was kind of funny because it was towards the end of its effective use. I mean, mine was a 2000 and this was, I went through wheel school in 2010 on it and didn't get rid of it till 2015. So, I mean, it was old, but it was always so funny because the old guys that rode all the Harleys, they always made fun of it saying it was outdated and whatever. But then I'd show up to a rodeo and first thing out of their mouths is I had an unfair advantage and that it hinged in the middle because you could turn that thing around in a postage stamp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all have but, motor yeah, competitions? Uh, we do. Um, I haven't competed in one since 2017. I used to go to all of them, and then, you know, I got off motors in 18 for just about two years. And I got back on it, and there was a local competition last year, and I just, I really wasn't interested. I don't know if I've crossed the cusp where I'm just like, you know what? 
I have nothing to prove to anybody or if it was just, you know, a lot of the guys in the two years I was gone in motors that I knew in the Metro here, a lot of them moved on, retired, promoted out. It's just a whole different breed of guys. And it was kind of fun to compete against your buddies. Now I don't know any of them. Yeah. Well, our, our local uh, competition out here is Gulf Coast Motorcycle, Police Motorcycle Competition. It's been canceled. I think it, It's on for this year, but we canceled the last two years because of, of course, COVID. COVID. I haven't yeah, competed they, uh, in a while, but I don't know. I'm depend. I, I'm still up in the air if I'm going to compete this year. I always, we're one of the sponsor and agency, so we we I work at it. I'm there. I just helping kinda, all the time. But I'm no. I don't know. I'm up in the air because now I'm 51 now, and I can compete in the 50 and over group. And there's, as you know, I, I don't even know how old you are, but. Uh, I'll be a uh, 39 next week yeah, or still, next month. He's still a young man. Yeah, just a baby. <laughs> and, uh, but there, there's not a – I don't know how many motor guys y'all have in y'all's area or anything like that, but 51-year-old motor guy is like – there's not a whole lot of us out there at my age because it's a young man sport. Yeah. Um, I mean, within 10 minutes of me, there's probably – 30 motor guys but i'm right in the heart of the metro um but we had one guy who retired and he had 35 years on at a local agency on motors that's and amazing he retired right he, re- he retired and went to the county sheriff's department and they bought a motorcycle for him and he's on a state traffic grant and wow. he's been on that thing for two years so uh, he's got to have like 40 years on motors by now this dude's got to be like 60 something years old yeah, like, when are you gonna retire, bro? <laughs> no, there's just some point I, I made the point, you know, I can retire in like three and a half years if I want to. I'll be 54 with my 30. I'm still up in the air. I would like to do the drop program because that is a lot of money to walk away from. But like I said, it depends on how I feel, what my body's doing. I have been, you know, in a total of three crashes. Um, and I'm just waiting to see because. Is I don't know. You can attest riding that motorcycle puts a, a lot more beating on your body than riding a patrol unit. Oh yeah, I mean, like right now in the wintertime, you know, we're real big on salt and sand up here in this part of the world of snow, and you know, it might you know, like it snowed today, and it's going to snow tonight, and tomorrow the sun's going to come out, so oh, everything's melted. And then anytime you go into a corner, there's just a film of sand and salt, and you know, you can wipe out at any time, not even know it. And so, so you road, still ride when it snows? Oh, yeah. There's pictures of me on TikTok and Facebook of me covered in snow, and you can't even see out of the windshield. That's a true motor guy right there, everybody. True motor man. Because I'm a real motor man, but if it snows, I'm not getting on no damn motorcycle. I mean, that right now. the command staff always makes fun of me because, I mean, if it's not accumulating on the road or ice, I'm on the bike. <laughs> rain don't care hail not a fan i'll go to the office for hail but if it's snowing and not sticking to the road where it's going to just make me like crash out i'm on that thing well we don't have a lot of experience down here in south louisiana and driving on the snow i mean they, they'll they start shutting schools down if if they think they're gonna get flurries <laughs> okay I'm, I'm not i'm not joking <laughs> We we so, I mean so we're, walking uphill both ways and the foot of snow with the dinosaur on both sides. Bro, that didn't happen down there in Louisiana. No, no. I mean, I mean, well, you said it snowed up there yes last night or today. 
it snowed up here today. They were calling for uh, five to eight. And I think it snowed about four, maybe. But it's supposed to snow again tonight, another inch or two. Yeah, we were 76 degrees and sunny. Yeah, that'd be nice. Now, here's what's, so here's, now let me tell you about the Midwest. So yesterday, it was 50. <laughs> today, it snowed. It's going to snow tomorrow. Sunday, it'll be 56. And by Tuesday, it'll be 75. That's good times. <laughs> oh yeah, well I, I'll tell you. Well, we always say here, y'all probably everybody prices. If we say if you don't like the weather in Louisiana, just wait a few yeah. hours. It will change. <laughs> Tomorrow we do yeah. have. Well, our cold front is probably like springtime for y'all. Uh, tomorrow, well tonight the lows. Uh, 50. Now, tomorrow will be 75 again tomorrow with a 50% chance of rain. But the low tomorrow night will be 35. And then Saturday, the low's 28. Oh, hell, that's just that's just a light jacket weather up here. No, no, that that's like 28's like, that's the cold. I think that's the coldest we've had this year. But you come by now, 28 Saturday night. Now, Monday night, it'll be 54. And during the day, it'll be 71. Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow night, it's going to be 6. <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're looking next weekend in the the seven the high seventies, almost eighties. Yeah, well, that's what we're going to be next week, sixties and seventies. Which I'm more than ready for that. I hate cold weather. And you live in a cold climate. Tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, y'all. I know. Like I said, when I went towards Canada, stuff like that, y'all have like almost no humidity. Uh, not in the wintertime. Come summertime, uh, you can cut the sky with a knife up here. It is drenching nastiness. No, because our, our humidity is the worst. Yeah, I mean, you're on the coast. Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> going to beat me on humidity. Like, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's uh, the boots and breeches really, because my breeches are 100% wool, so they get, uh, uh what, what kind they don't there? get, a, they don't get a lot of, uh, Ventilation time in the summer. <laughs> what 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 britches do you wear? What brand? Um, I wear. I think they're Law and Order brand from Enipol. Oh, I haven't heard of them. There's a company in Florida that that I wish I could remember the name of. They they custom make your britches, and I have some. Uh, Five Eleven makes some. I got some of those, but them 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 some bitches are thick. Yeah, well, they these are, are so thick. They call these year round, which I mean, you can wear them year round, but in the summer, you know they're on. But um, the nice thing about them is the administration likes them because they're like one hundred and thirty-five bucks a pair. Mm-hmm. That's about I think it's about one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty for the place out of Florida. But they're they're made like your straight legs, that material, so it breathes a whole lot more. Yeah, this is a this is like ninety percent wool. I think it's got a Ooh. little bit of poly in it, but. Yeah, it's nice in the wintertime because oh, yeah. uh, they die. keep you toasty. Well, I'll tell you what I do during the summer is I'll wear the Under Armour heat gear like the football players and all them wear underneath yeah. their uniform. Because especially when I start sweating, it kind of like wicks, keeps me, you know, it, it, yeah, hel- it helps. But if you got wool britches on, you ain't getting no, no airflow barely through that. <laughs> What um, what's your like high temperatures in the summertime? Nineties, hundreds, hundreds plus. What like Dude, almost yeah. like ninety eight percent humidity? Yeah, yuck. It's yeah, like no it's like you know the temperature. It's ninety eight today, but it feels like it's one hundred and ten. <laughs> thanks for telling me that. <laughs> just, say about, just say it's one hundred. Just say it's one hundred and ten. Yeah, put that ninety eight out there. Yeah, you know, 
about 240 degrees from that motor boiling up between my legs. <laughs> and yeah. everybody's like, nice. that's, that's the nice thing about the BMW, the way they're designed. The heat goes down and out by the back wheel and the uh-huh. kickstand. Do you get, well, I don't know if you get it. We get it, and it, it just bothers the shit out of me. And I, I finally just tell people, like, well, I'm like, because I'm like, you're sitting there just dripping sweat or whatever. And they're like, oh, well, just go ride. You're on a motorcycle. I'm like, yeah. I say, you ever, like, blow, used to blow dryer on your hair or anything? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, why don't you just stick it in your face and hold it there for just, you know, 15, 20 minutes? And they just look yeah. at me. I was like, that's what it feels like when you're driving in 110 degrees. It just yeah, feels like a, a blow dryer is blowing in your face. Okay, yeah, basically, it's it's like that little truck driver fan right in front of your face, just blowing the hot air on top of you. It, come on, man. I mean, do you wear the uh, Super Sear? Has a really cool product, uh, kind of like a beanie for your head. It's made out of that uh, yeah, quick I got, dry I got, material. I got two of says motors yeah. on with the little motor wheel front. Yeah, yeah, those things are phenomenal. Well, you, uh, I'm trying to remember. You were y'all were three quarters or full face or half shell, baby. Yeah. See, we don't wear those. We kind of like the ones like the head on chips back in the original days. Yeah, though that, that's that's what I have. The old half shell. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's what we wear. And, I love it though. And that's a and and you know, not to get into the whole thing, but I started the motor unit at this department. They've never had one before, and I just said, look, <clears throat> I'm the one riding it. I want a half shell because I used to have a full shell for my personal bike, which is a cafe racer. Mm-hmm. And that was great on that bike, but I hate full shell or full helmets. And I don't even like three quarters cause you can't see out of the sides of well, them. You can't hear nothing. The three quarter helmets is the state police down here. Don't use them no more, but they used to 15, 20 years ago. And you yeah. look, and they were like gold and blue. And yep. it was the funny shit. It, I mean, I don't know, you know how some of the listeners are. If you ever saw the movie space balls, Yes. They look like fucking space balls going down the road with these big. I was like, oh my God, y'all look Well, sick. there's a there's <laughs> a couple agencies here that are just municipalities and they wear the modulars. Oh, the ones that you can click up and down and all that stuff. Yeah, like. and I'm like, you know, in the in the winter or pouring ass down rain, okay, that's fine. But God, in the summer here, I, I not I wouldn't ride, but nope, not happening. <laughs> well, there's also I bought a being the guys I work with, there's a snap. You can pull your visor off and snap on a clear face shield. Works really good to rain. <laughs> it does. I found out. I found out. I always I carry my baklava or whatever you want to call it. Damn Russian name I can't pronounce. Uh, I got an Under Armour one, and you know, but I use it in the winter because I mean, I I ride when it's five degrees. It doesn't bother me. <clears throat> and but in the, I found out in the pouring down rain that is what makes life livable in the pouring down rain. Just throw that baby on; the, it's water wicking, mm-hmm. but it doesn't pelt you in the face. That thing absorbs the pelt, yeah, yeah. and then just kind of air dries itself. And, I can do this. Hell, it's easy. Why did it take me five years to figure <laughs> that out? <laughs> Why did anybody tell me? Now, do you run? Uh, I'm just curious. I'm like, we're gonna to get to the stories in a little bit, people. I'm just curious because it's he's way he's northern bikes. So I don't get to talk to him that far up too often. Do you do you, y'all running off a of portable or you got a mobile radio on your unit on your um, bike? I have both. Um, our dispatch is I mean, a mile from our station. I mean, we their station, our station's like a half mile away, but. So they just like open the door and scream or 
pretty much. <laughs> but I mean, I could do everything off my portable if I wanted to, but we put one on there because I get a lot of mutual aid requests to go all over the metro and hell halfway across it. We do the, um, have you heard of the um, run for the wall? Yeah. The Vietnam bikers, there's three routes. There's a northern, middle, and a southern route. And the state of Missouri is one of like two states in the entire country that escorts that ride from state line to state line. So we pick them up at the state line between Kansas and Missouri and downtown Kansas City and take them all the way to St. Louis in one day. Fully escorted, shut down the highway and everything. They're they're running on foot? No, they're on they're on bikes. Oh, okay. There'd be about there'd be about two, three, four hundred bikes maybe. No, we had plus some... all their plus all their track or their tra- their crash cars and trailers yeah, and yeah. parts and everything else. We had some firefighters I mean, one time come through with some kind of firefighter thing, but they were on bicycles. Ooh, and yeah, no thanks. <laughs> give it to these guys now. We took them across the parish, and uh, these dudes were like clocking thirty miles an hour sustained. <laughs> I was like, shit, these until well, one of that's... them crashed, and that was a horrific bicycle crash at thirty miles an hour. I'm gonna tell you, this it dude got messed yeah, up. Is. This dude got messed <laughs> up. Yeah. We're like, fuck. But I mean, now I have a um, I have a mobile on the bike, and that plugs into my uh, setcom kit on my helmet. So you know, if I'm rolling around, I'm running off my mobile. As soon as I jump off the bike, then it's unportable. So you're like me. I do that. Now the two guys I work with, it was I went to the sheriff and got them to get the mobile units. We have some areas that the portables don't get out. They didn't want them, so they just they their helmets plug into their. Uh, Oh, they're portable. They're portable. I just, I like having that mobile unit. You know? Yeah. And I mean, like, like our portables, look, they have like 16 channels, I think, per band. But like, we have a, in our metro, I don't know how you guys do it down there, but like the whole Kansas City metro area, like 13 counties on Kansas and Missouri side, we have a channel called ReachCom 3. There's like 20 ReachComs. There's ReachCom East, ReachCom West, ReachCom South, blah, blah, blah. But ReachCom 3 is what we call the pursuit channel on the Kansas City Metro. So if an agency kicks up a pursuit, <clears throat> their dispatch automatically throws them, patches them onto that frequency. So that every unit in the Metro knows what's going on, where it's at, and what's coming and what they need. So it really helps out in pursuits. Well, to, for me to access that channel on portable, I got to go from A band all the way to C band and go from channel one all the way to 14. Where on my mobile on the bike, it's literally a channel down. It's one push of one button and I'm to the pursuit frequency. <laughs> we have like state interrupts, but. Pretty much. Because everybody in the Kansas City Metro went digital finally three, four years ago. We so still have really some. Made... Not around us. We have some. We still got some partners here running four hundred and stuff. How was? How are they getting by with that? I thought <clears> the FCC put I, a guideline out. I have no idea, <laughs> but they're still running four hundred. I guess it's Louisiana. You guys do whatever the hell you want to do. <clears> yeah, we're free state. They're running four hundred, but uh, no. Was it just, twenty years ago? You guys weren't going to lower the drinking limit from point one to point oh eight. You did it for like two years until your roads fell apart. <laughs> think so yeah, yeah, they refused to. We, had to get money to help with the roads. Uh, I think it was forever when, because uh, I know uh, when I turned 18, the drinking age was still 18. 
you i'm telling you you cajuns you know how to party <laughs> well we also have drive through daiquiri shops that would be handy <laughs> no I'm, I'm serious i mean if they're just just a normal thing for you know you can go to daiquiri shop you can go inside but you know i can go through the drive through at like mcdonald's but it's a daiquiri shop and say yeah i need a a, a supersized uh you know smurf butt daiquiri or whatever you know and, <laughs> How they get away with it is they're not set, they give it to you and they have a piece of tape over the straw hole. So now it's oh, not well, an open. Oh my God, that's <laughs> safety first. <laughs> no, it's not an open container that way. Yeah, but you know, as soon as everybody drives off, they stick that straw in it. I bet there's a whole pile of tape at the end of the parking lot. <laughs> but, it's like, but yeah, but to me, people are like, man, y'all got drive through decorations. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's not normal. <laughs> I mean, we got drive-through liquor stores, which always boggles my mind. But they're not handing you basically an open container with a piece of tape over it. Yeah, they're handing you a drink that's already made. <laughs> yeah, Frozen like, drink. It's like here you go. That's pretty wild. That, that's yeah. That's we don't have that around here. Deliciousness. Speaking of deliciousness. Speaking of deliciousness, everybody, I am partaking in. Uh, I got some root beer whiskey going on tonight i don't remember the name of the brand it's not old smoky uh like i usually but it's i got root beer and root beer and it is delicious going to the total wine place this weekend and getting me some more banana flavored whiskey because i'm going back to drinking my drink that i made up called the georgia monkey <laughs> banana flavored well, whiskey explain, I, would ex- I would explain the bananas <laughs> banana flavored whiskey with the peach crush pop no offense, but that sounds terrible. <laughs> it, 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 believe it or not, my wife hates whiskey, and she'll drink this. <laughs> it's really that good. <laughs> I mean, back in my boozing days, I always drank a melon ball, which was vodka, Midori, sweet and sour, a splash of Sprite, and two cherries. And if you list all that out on paper, you're like, God, that sounds terrible. But if you drink it and it's made right, it tastes like green Kool-Aid. Very mm. dangerous. <laughs> I do that with my the old Smoky makes a salty watermelon flavored whiskey, and I mix it up. Now, with that the, might be that might be good. I mix that up with the watermelon crush, the watermelon flavored cranberry juice, and a shot of sour mix, and it tastes like just like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Ooh, now that would be dangerous. <laughs> oh, so oh, I know you, I don't know if you know, but one of my co-hosts and very good friends, Freebird, uh, that's on the show, he has. I always pick on him because even all the years that he was out there on pounding and pavement, he never got one of those naked calls. Were they? <laughs> really? I mean, he must be the only guy in history. So, do you have like a funny like naked call that you well, like, went on? You'll like this. Uh, I mean, I've I've never really gotten called to the naked person. I've got called this suspicious activity, and they ended up being naked. If that counts? No, it counts. If they're naked, they're naked. So, I mean, you know, you're, I work night shift primarily, which night watch on motors is kind of uncommon. But I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's my, very strange. But that's my life in a nutshell. My shift typically is five p.m. to two in the morning. Wow, on a motorcycle. <laughs> on a motorcycle, which leads to some very interesting uh, things because <clears throat> you can hide in the wide open space and nobody sees you. Right. But uh, anyway, so I'm a rookie. I've been an officer for maybe two months. <clears throat> And we get called down to the city lake about a suspicious car, possible drug activity, because the car is known to the caller as one of our local dope house cars. 
So my chief calls me because I'm a you know, dumb rookie. He doesn't know any better. He calls me, goes, swing by the station, pick me up. And we'll go down there together. Okay. So I swing by, pick him up, go down to the lake. I park, you know, ways away so I can sneak up on him in case they've got dope. So, you know, they don't throw it out the window and I never find it. <clears throat> well, I sneak up on him. It's a nice summer day. I sneak up to the window and there's not a stitch clothes on either one of them. And he's laying in the passenger seat and she's bouncing up and down like she's on one of those workout balls <laughs> going to town <laughs> so i knock on the roof because all the windows are down at summertime I knock on the roof and they kind of look over neither one of them miss a pump i mean full stroke and look right at me and go hey can we help you <laughs> <laughs> not with that <laughs> So I said, you know, I hate to break up your little love fest here. You can go ahead and step out of the vehicle, put some clothes on, step out of the vehicle. Ma'am, climb off of and, the penis. Uh, yeah. And so my chief, he's an older guy, kind of heavy set. He's still back at the car calling it on the radio. So, you know, I've already told him, you know, finish what, get done doing what you're doing and put some clothes on, step out of the car. Well, she steps out, no bra, no panties, has them in her hand, doesn't have them on. So his jaw just drops. My chief's jaw just drops. I, I'm sure you could have heard it fall on the ocean floor there. <laughs> now, now well, then, was she somebody that you'd want to see naked or one that you don't want to see naked? Oh, no. She was on a scale of one to ten. She was a strong eight and a half. Oh, well. She was a doper, it. but the dope had, she was a doper, but the dope hadn't done its job yet. You know what I mean? She was, a, she was pre-meth. <laughs> Yes, exactly. You know, you know that the, this is your brain on drugs, and they smash the egg. Yeah. She was literally the egg bef- while it was in flight before it hit the pan. Like that's where she was. Well, then her boyfriend gets out of the car. Now he's smart enough; he put his boxer shorts on. But you know, as I do, boxer shorts have a fly in the front. Correct. Uh, that thing was poking way out. So this dude didn't lose his erection no he had it the entire time that two cops were interviewing him running him for once in warrants it never went down well he must have been on something because most people see the cops and that sucker will like shrivel <laughs> i think he either got a thrill out of it or he had some blue pill action but i mean he was same age as she was 22 23 and uh he must have uh yeah <clears throat> he was no slouch in that department and it was very obvious <laughs> and so you know we got done neither one of them had warrants and uh you know we kick them loose and they're like do you mind if we go back and finish before we leave really <laughs> you're serious you, you realize what you're doing is illegal right <laughs> yeah like get the fuck out of here <laughs> it's, like, it's like dude you cheap motherfucker go get a hotel yeah, I don't care where you go, but you can't do that here. There, this is a park. <laughs> People are around. Like, no, <laughs> get the hell out of here. Yeah, most 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 of the naked ones you get, it's like, yeah, I don't want. Yeah, put that away. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I've stumbled upon some people that work at McDonald's. You know, if you ever work in fast food, apparently it's a really have to sleep with all the coworkers. Uh, apparently, because I've found three or four couples that I know that work at mcdonald's and burger king and taco bell that are shacked up at the commuter parking lots and at the old abandoned baseball fields after like what are you doing <laughs> well it's it's time for a mcblow job <laughs> yeah you want a whopper <laughs> it's like no that's burger king it's like uh, i guess after playing with meat all day i mean i don't 
I don't, I don't, I mean, granted most fast food places are high school and college people, but, uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to hang out with anybody I work with after work other than like my best friend. Yeah. Not, I don't want to talk to you. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, don't call, text, write nothing. I guess that's, I guess kind of the, you see the McDonald's people always screwing each other. I mean, I guess it depends on what size agency and stuff. Which you get to start getting to the bigger agencies. I guess you, you see a lot of, uh, inner office dating i say we'll call it or you know stuff like that <laughs> oh yeah oh which, yeah yeah, yeah. we're the we're the rookie on fto's banging the lieutenant and she's been yeah, there three some, weeks. yeah. <laughs> you know and let me put this out here to everybody uh back in my, my more youthful time i did uh date a girl one time that worked for the sheriff's office we worked in the same she she was a, in the tax office area uh let me tell you what. Just please dude, tell me she was a dispatcher. That way, no, no, the she most was cliche. No, no, she was not a dispatcher. She she was she worked in a tax office. Except uh, okay. I always worked for sheriff's office, which were a tax collector. And uh, just my advice to everybody: do what y'all want to do. Because I know a lot of couples that they married and worked for the same department. But if you're going to date in, in inner office stuff like that, just just be careful. I almost this, this shit went bad sideways. And, we almost both got fired and stuff, and then you don't like each other no more, and then you still got to look at this person and, and be around them. It's like, think about it. I always say, don't shit where you eat, okay? Yeah, and absence we, <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder. You want to be around that son of a bitch 24 hours a day? Hell no. So, I mean, <laughs> so, oh, they got a lot of them that it works out for them. But me personally, I'm like, don't, like I said, don't shit where you eat. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you do? You go home and talk about work and y'all work together? I mean, yeah, yeah. did you see that arrest I brought in earlier today? Wow. <laughs> what do you talk about? I mean, I, I have no idea, but that's just me. Uh, but it does go on. I mean, a lot, you know. Like, oh, yeah, I guess it's, everywhere. It's fairly, I guess some of the departments, I think some departments have rules against or policies about. Yeah, I mean, the first agency I worked for, um, when I first showed up, the, I'm not going to mention their name, but their last names were the same. And there was a little bit of an age difference, not a lot, you know, maybe five years. And it took me about a week. And finally, I asked somebody, I'm like, they seem awfully friendly. Well, they're married. <laughs> what? <laughs> they met on the job. He was the supervisor. And they fell in love and got married. And they both left law enforcement. And they moved on. I mean, they've been together 25 years now. Like, Wow. Good for them. Yeah. And, uh, I've seen it go the other way where, like you said, it, it goes from lovey-dovey. It's like cheers. Mm-hmm. Lovey-dovey. And then all of a sudden it's thermal nuclear war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate your good. I just, like I said, I know they got plenty of them that worked out fine. Personally, I would advise against it. If you're a rookie cop and they got that, you know, hot dispatch or something like that, fuck, just leave it alone. Yeah, stay away from the dispatchers. Stay away from the nurses. Yes, Don't do any of that. Yeah, we make fun of it, and there's memes on the internet. There's a reason those memes exist. <laughs> well, I had a, a chief operations when I first started this, and uh, this was a quote that he said, and I'm sure everybody's other people heard it. It says, "This badge will get you a whole bunch of that poo nanny, okay? Mm-hmm. But that poo nanny will get that badge too." They told us that about once. They told us that about once a month in the police academy. <laughs> well, when I first started in law enforcement, we didn't have portables. And so, did you go through the? Did you go through the Motorola bricks? <laughs> well, 
the first we got, well, the time we got them, they they Motorola, but they weren't real, real big because they they had the big ones. It looks like something you saw in the Vietnam era war, you know, with a oh yeah, you could knock a in. motherfucker out with yeah. them things. <laughs> but our chief operations back then, we were still working on low band, like thirty nine five and stuff. Oh Jesus, super yeah. low band. And uh, but we were told that if we were got caught with a portable, that we'd be fired. What? Yes, because he said he. Basically, he's like, quote, you motherfuckers going to get that portable. And y'all going to go in there and try to go in them girls' houses and fuck them. We going to catch you with no portable. So we, we had a, I'm not saying their names, but this guy's retired. Oh, so so they're wanting to, they're saying if you have a portable, it's because you're up to no good. You don't yeah, want to miss a radio yeah. call. Well, we had one guy, he like bought a different like mic cord that was like 50 feet long. <laughs> And he'd like shit. park next to the window and run his mic through their window and shit. <laughs> that guy's a king. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, uh, it's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. That guy had it all figured out. <laughs> and I know you are a ticket writer. You like writing tickets. Uh, I mean, nothing makes me happier than seeing something that pisses me off <laughs> when I'm not on duty and seeing them do it when I'm on duty and me stopping them and getting them. But I mean, anymore, I don't know how it is down there, but in Missouri, I mean, it's kind of a catch 22. You want to go after, I I love stopping cars. That's why I'm on a bike. That's why I'm in traffic. I mean, I love stopping cars and part of it's, I just like being on the bike and stopping cars because you never know what you're walking up on. You know, domestics and barroom brawls are fun and all, but you know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're walking up on a car. It's like a grab bag. But... You know, I always like to, I always tell people, especially new officers, like, you know, don't just deliver the mail. Anybody, a a fucking trained monkey can deliver the mail. There's no skill required at all to deliver the mail. You know, my fun is looking for the dope, looking for the drunks, you know, getting turned just a simple traffic ticket into an arrest. Mm -hmm. And, but up here in Missouri, after Ferguson, you're welcome, by the way, for Ferguson, Missouri. Very proud of that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's our claim to fame. Um, fucked everything. Our, oh, God damn. Our legislature, of course, knee-jerk reaction. Oh, my God. Everything's out of control. They came down with a sweeping uh, court reform in the state of Missouri. It's called Senate Bill 5. And, I mean, it lowered the fines. It lowered fine amounts that cities can bring in based off their city budgets. And then it basically, I mean, we can't file fail to appear warrants anymore. We have to send door notices. and It's a pain in the ass. And the people know this, you know, so what sucks is somebody driving down the interstate, 80 mile an hour in a 55 zone. The stretch of interstate I usually hit the most is five lanes southbound, four lanes northbound. It's 55 mile an hour. That's just like a honey hole. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I mean, I don't even have to hardly ever shut the bike off. (laughs) And if I'm working day shift, that bike never gets shut off. You just pull over and turn around, shoot the laser over your shoulder, and right back off you go. But, uh, you know, anymore, the people know that, you know, a lot of agencies aren't going to chase you. And so the good people will pull over and they'll take the ticket. The shit bags will either pull over and take the ticket and then just never show up to court. And they know after five or six years, you know, if they're not picked up on the warrant, the city has to cancel the warrant. Yeah. And so, you know, their only, 
their only the only thing the city can do through their municipal court is submit paperwork to the Department of Revenue to have their license suspended for failure to pay fines. Well, that takes up to six years in Missouri. You know how many people I stop every day that are suspended, revoked, or don't have a license at all? <laughs> so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's another ticket, and then they're not going to show up for that one. Yeah. So, you know, what's the recourse? So, at the end of the day, you're, you're, target, you're, you're ticketing the honest, law-abiding citizens. You're ticketing the people that don't give a shit, and they're not going to give a shit. So, it's kind of like, man, I want to go out there and tear it up. Part of me is like... I'm just penalizing the honest people here. Well, y'all are way different. <laughs> so, I mean, so here's a perfect example. Last summer, I'm a biker. I ride nights. I'm sitting up on the interstate. It's July 2nd or 3rd, right before the big holiday. And a crotch rocket, 11 o'clock at night, goes by me at 90 and a 55. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to let that go. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, that's a huge safety issue. That's considered Especially, reckless operation down here. You get arrested yeah, for that. It, especially at nighttime because you know people aren't looking for a bike going that fucking fast and so i pull out and as soon as i get up you know within a quarter mile of him on my bike as soon as i hit the lights you can see it and hear it on body camera it just takes off so i'm like okay i'll play your game <clears throat> so i kick up pursuit and we're going towards downtown and we're doing 120 125 down the interstate it's an empty interstate i mean i think in the whole pursuit we passed like 20 cars and we're weaving in and out just flying down the road and i finally get him stopped basically force him over to the barrier wall get him stopped get him cuffed impound the bike take him off you know end up charging with a whole bunch of crap it comes to court now you're eluding you're speeding reckless no insurance no motorcycle endorsement the bike's not registered you know a whole slew of crap Nine hundred dollar fine and two points on his license. <laughs> what the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> we don't have points. I mean, it's like I should have just waved. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, See you we, later. <laughs> we don't have points down here, but uh, so like in so like in Missouri, I think it's six points. If you get six points in a year, they suspend your license. And a DUI is six points, so that's why we automatically suspend your license. Hmm. But then every year, I think it's a point or a point and a half that DOR takes back off your license. So as long as, you know, you can get a ticket for speed, you know, 15, 20 over, it's two points. You can just pay the ticket. Your insurance kind of go up and you're going to have two points on your license. But if you're good for a year, those points go away and you start back over. So, I mean, it's a, it's a never-ending game. So y'all are a uh, refusal state on the tickets where they can refuse to sign a ticket and you just write refused and give it to them? Yeah, and we have. I have a. We just switched last summer to e-tickets, so I have a tablet printer on my bike, so they don't even have to sign it. And just, here you go. <laughs> no, we, we have. We, they they're gizmos. We, you know, it's electronic tickets. I love them. Yeah, this is. I mean, I still carry a paper ticket book because technology is technology, and every now and then that laptop freezes up or it's raining, and I'm uh, not breaking that thing out. Yeah, this is a laptop. I have a, a Microsoft Surface Pro. Okay, our ours and, is the size of like an iPhone. Oh, that'd be that'd be <laughs> handy. I'd it's, probably lose it. But. It's the size of an iPhone, and I have this little bitty printer that I mean, you can hold it in one little hand, and it's uh, it it works great. But we don't. Our, I get. I'd like it when I pull people over from out of state, and they're like, 
I, I'm not signing that. I'm like, okay, can you step out of the vehicle? I'm like, can you, you don't have to. I'm like, can you, well, I'm, not, I'm like, you don't have to. Can you step out of the vehicle for me? And they're like, for what? I said, I'm placing you under arrest. For what? I said, speeding. Yeah. And they're like, huh? I was like, yeah, but you have two choices. There's option A and B. There's no C. Option A, you sign the citation, which I just explained to you that it was not an admission of guilt. It's either stating you're going to either pay it or come to court. It's like a subpoena. Or option B, you don't have to sign it. I place you under arrest. I tow your vehicle and you can bond out of jail afterwards. That's only two options you have here. You know, Mister, I don't live yeah. around here, and they go so like, I, like <laughs> they'll sign so it. If I issue the if I issue the paper ticket, they have to sign it. If they don't want to sign it, I mean, technically by the letter of the law, I could do that. I could tow their car, take the call car, transport them, and book them, and then either call the judge and basically do a Zoom arraignment right then and there, or make them post bond and leave, or just say right like do the easy way out and just put refused in the signature box and when they come to court the judge is like oh well you were a prick <laughs> yeah. well <laughs> we don't we don't have zoom arraignments they have arraignments on like mondays so <laughs> well part of that senate bill part of that senate bill five is in missouri we have a what we call a 24-hour hold that's investigative i don't know if you have that down there but like you know if i'm investigating you for I don't know, felony theft or felony possession of a firearm or methamphetamine or something like that. I can put you in jail for 24 hours. We have a 72 hour. No charges, no nothing. If I want to put you in jail for 24 hours, in the jail you go. And then after 24 hours, if I can't provide the paperwork to get you charged, well, out you go. But, you know, since Senate Bill 5 happened, they've kind of cracked down on that. But they also, you can't house anybody in jail for over. 24 or 48 hours before them seeing a judge wow. in Missouri, even on a warrant. Let's say you have a warrant for a thousand dollars for, you know, speed, no insurance, you know, reckless, whatever. And the bond is, you know, a thousand dollars. The max you're going to sit in jail is for two days, unless we can get a judge via zoom or in person to the jail to arraign you. Oh, wow. See here. So yeah, if I arrest it's, you for a warrant and you go to jail and you can't, pay the bond on a warrant you'll sit there until you go (laughs) you can sit there for months (laughs) i mean prior to ferguson prior to ferguson that's how it was here if you got arrested you better get some money wow yeah you better have some money coming or somebody with some money because you'll sit there and rot till that jail crumbles and falls down yeah that's (laughs) basically and and now you know 24 48 hours max and they're gone well, has y'all's yes. crime increased in? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> I mean, like right now, especially in Missouri, because, uh, hello, we're, we're like the shithole capital of the world, thanks to Ferguson. Um, nobody wants to be a cop. Well, Kansas, K- KCPD is down to their staffing levels from 1993. Wow. Um, you know. So it's kind of like Portland now. and oh, yeah, New I mean, York and San Diego. <laughs> They don't work crashes unless it's a serious injury crash on the highway. They just tell you to walk it in. Really? Um, they they do a lot of walk-in reports. I mean, you know, unless it's a bona fide emergency, they aren't responding because they can't. They don't have the manpower. Wow. Well, I mean, well, I mean, when, when we get... have to a half mile of the south, we have a very, very high-end, rich neighborhood. I'm talking million-dollar-plus homes. And a half mile of the north of us, we have basically low-income HUD funded apartments 
and Kansas, you know, Kansas City's up there all the time, and I have to go up there all the time to help cover them on calls because they're so short-staffed. So it's basically like Section Eight apartments, pretty much. And I mean, like you know, in a mile's time, you go from no money to million-dollar money in a mile. <laughs> That's crazy, but, you know. So you know, we're we're constantly helping out our neighboring agency because they're short-handed. Constantly helping out Kansas City because they're short-handed. And, you know, we have no officers and crime is through the roof because, once again, the cops aren't coming. They don't have time to come. <laughs> well, especially when, you know, the problem is when, you know, administration or just the way the state doesn't set it up, it makes your job 200 times tougher because especially if the bad guys know nothing's going to happen to them. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like in Missouri. It's, it's like I said earlier, you know, the bad guys know what's coming. Nothing. <laughs> You know, the honest person that forgot to pay a ticket, they're scared to death. I've never been to jail. And the criminal's like, huh, I can spend 48 hours out here. Who gives a shit? You get free food. <laughs> you know, you know, back in the day, I arrested some guy for domestic violence. He threw his, this one I was in patrol. He threw his old lady on the ground. I don't remember what the whole charge was for. And then kicked her so hard in the knee, it shattered her kneecap. So that's, you know, that's felony domestic. That's, that's a felony, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's felony domestic assault, second degree in the state of Missouri. That's a class B felony. Put him on 24-hour hold, got the paperwork filed. And, you know, he was just mouthing, 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 mouthing. I don't care. I can do a couple of days. Good, because you're going to. Because the bond's like $10,000 cash only. And he ended up getting fired because he couldn't post bond. You know, anybody can not show up to work for a day or two, especially these days. Everybody needs help. Yep. You can't hardly get fired because <laughs> they can't replace you because nobody wants to work. And so, you know, somebody misses a day or two of work, yeah, you're going to get yelled at, but they're not going to fire you. You, know, you can't miss a week of work. <laughs> but we don't do that anymore. That's mm-hmm. kind of the box. That's the box we're painted in up here. Well, I feel for y'all. I'm glad. Yeah, we have some areas that are, uh, I'll just say it, I don't care, that are very democratic. And well, I sub- some, I mean, of, I some of the big cities, they're shitholes. I'll just say it. I, I would. I'm not going to go to New Orleans. Okay, I mean, it's a shithole. Uh, Shreveport, Baton Rouge City is getting bad. It's well on its way there. I mean, it's nothing for us now to see in Baton to see on the news. You know, uh, three people shot last night in Baton Rouge. And you're like, oh, only three. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I think last year Kansas City had its highest murder rate ever. It's like hello, hello, big problem here. Yeah, it's like our 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 mayor. See, our mayor, our KCPD, biggest agency in the metro. They're actually the only police department in the country. I may be wrong on that, but I'm ninety nine percent sure I'm right. They're the only department in the country that is actually run by the state. Did the state take them over because of corruption or? Yeah, back in the 40s or 50s, there used to be a mob family in town called the Pendergrass, and they pretty much had their hands and everything. And so the state came in and took them and St. Louis over, because St. Louis is a whole other ball of wax. St. Louis got local control of their government or their police department back, I don't know, 10 years ago. Kansas City still does not have local control, but the mayor sits on the board of commissioners, which is appointed you know, by local authorities and the governor. And our mayor is, he's done, he's gone out of his way to 
you know, take money away, defund, just make life difficult for the Kansas City PD, which is why we have a horrible recruiting. I mean, you know, yeah, crimes I mean, on the rise. We're crimes on the rise. You've got a record high murder rate, and we're taking officers off the street and not putting – we haven't had an academy class in forever. I mean, I think there was two or three years they didn't have an academy class for Kansas City. How are you going to fill all these positions that people are just walking out and retiring, and you're not even having a class? Yeah, I mean, you just – Wow. I mean, Kansas City, up until just a few years ago, even if you wanted a lateral to Kansas City, you had to go through their full academy. If you had, like, if I wanted to, I got, this is my 13th year. If I wanted a lateral a few years ago to Kansas City, I had to go through the whole six-month academy again. Yeah. They're they're so short, a few years ago, they finally changed it, where if you're lateral, they do an expedited, like, three- or four-week academy. I'll stay police, I think, they were. I'm not sure how it is now, but our state police, I know, used to, uh, if I wanted to transfer or get, if I wanted to get hired on state police, and say they would make you go through a full academy. And I'm like, you're not going to get a shit ton yeah. of already trained police officers because I'm like, I had a buddy of mine that went there and uh, he's like, come on with me. I was like, dude, I had ever been a cop before him. I was like, dude, I've been doing this shit like six years. I'm not going through an academy and have some dude that – I got more experience in screaming in my face about something. I'm not doing it. I don't need them to teach me how to be a cop. Just teach me your policy and procedure. Yeah. Like Missouri was – this year was the first time Missouri's ever even had a shortened academy for laterals for troopers ever in the entire history because they're so shorthanded. But, um, you know, in, in, in Missouri, I don't know how it is down there, but if you go to the highway patrol, you're one of the lowest paid in the state other than county deputies. Really? The state police? I mean, you, oh, yeah. Like, you know, back when I, I applied to the Highway Patrol, that's how I ever wanted to be was a trooper. That's all I ever wanted to be was a trooper. And the best thing that probably ever happened to me was I didn't get hired when I applied the one time. And, you know, you start looking at the pay scale, and you're like, well, no shit. They'd, have, they'd hire a bunch of guys, put them through the academy after three years when their contract was up. They were gone. They'd go to Kansas City and take a $15,000 pay increase instantly. Well, our state police is like – Way well paid. Like, I got a buddy. He's a he's getting close to retirement, but he's a, a lieutenant. And I think a master trooper makes right a master trooper with time. You know, I mean, yeah, you got fifteen, twenty years or, or more. These, these dudes are like clocking in like ninety five thousand a year. My buddy's a oh, lieutenant. Yeah. He's making like one hundred twenty thousand a year. When I um when I applied, it was back in two thousand six or seven way back when i was still in college and the starting pay for a trooper was thirty two thousand. and granted it's 2006 money so you know mm-hmm. but my local police department of a town of thirty three thousand, where i lived at that time they were starting out at 39 mm. uh i don't have to move clear across the state and i make six thousand more yeah um, let me think about that real quick <laughs> and you know Finally, the Missouri—I mean, finally, Missouri kind of got caught up where there's parity to kind of match the recruiting issues. Because I mean, St. Louis and Kansas City just throw money at you, and well, hell yeah, I'm tired of working crashes in the ice and snow. I'm going to work in Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, so, I mean they've they've worked on that, but that's you know, that's been the highway patrol's problem forever here. But you know, it, it's funny the situations that all law enforcement ends around here because nobody wants to do it. So now they're having to change their standards. 
Let me tell you what I made when I first started law enforcement. <laughs> Went full-time December 15th, 1995 was my full-time hire date. Now, I did like three years reserve before then, but I got hired on full-time in 1995, right before 96. And uh, my starting pay was, uh, are you sitting down? I'm sitting. <laughs> okay. Cause I don't want you to just fall down laughing or whatever. It was uh eight hundred and ninety five dollars before taxes. Is that a month? That was a month. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. <laughs> so when I my first full time law enforcement job was in '09. Um, I had to work as a reserve for a few months for the city council got their heads out of their ass and hired me. There were four officers short in a fourteen man department. So they're working 12s by themselves. And me and another guy went to the academy together and ended up working here together for a few years. But when we went full time, our pay was thirteen seventy an hour in 2009. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm thinking, what in the fuck? <laughs> what am I doing? I was making $5.59 an hour. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I love retro TV. <laughs> You'll like this. You'll see where I'm going here in a minute. One of my favorite shows is Supermarket Sweep. Hey, I remember that show. Yeah. So it's based in the, there's like a series from the early 90s, like 91 to 94. Then it went off the air for a few years. Then it came back in like 97 to like 2000. Some of those products, the sale price on them and shit, I'm like, oh my God, they're giving that shit away. I go to Walmart <laughs> down the road here and it's like five times that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they, there was a name, the one that's not 99 cents tonight. It was a, like a whole box of ivory soap and it sold for $1.35. I'm like, Jesus Christ, why about a box of ivory soap today? It'd be like $9. <laughs> when I was in high school, like I said, I'm a little bit older than you. When I was in high school, it was, uh, what? I graduated in 89, so it was like 87, 86, and stuff like that. You could go to Taco Bell. Tacos were 19 cents each. Oh, shit. I'd be full. Uh, <laughs> Here's like, $100. Fill yeah. me up. <laughs> uh, gas. I think gas was right around 65 cents a gallon. Uh, when I got my driver's license, gas was about $1.15, I think. Uh, uh, you could buy a pack of cigarettes for 60 cents. Uh, of course, you know. I was working at McDonald's, you know, my first little job. I mean, I made $3.25 an hour. I was bringing home, like, I was making, like, I don't know, $240 a month and still had money left over, you know. Oh, yeah. Because everything I mean, everything was cheap. That's why I'm going to hear everybody saying, oh, we need $15 an hour minimum wage. I'm like, you do realize that's not going to be enough because – they're just going to jack the price of everything up. Yeah. I mean, you, that's all well in theory and paper, but these these companies have a profit margin they, they operate mm-hmm. off of. And they're just going to pass their, it on to the consumer. They, they base their projections on that. So one of two things is going to happen, especially at fast food. And McDonald's did it a long time ago, at least the McDonald's around here. You know, they started that $15 an hour nonsense. First thing I walked into McDonald's a few years ago, you placed your order on a computer in the lobby. You went through the menu, picked what you wanted, and then you inserted your card or cash and it took your payment and he gave you a number. Then you went to the counter and they'd have a little, you know, here's number six and there's my food and you walked away. There was nobody taking the order. You know why? Because you're paying that person seven fifty or $9, whatever minimum wage was. Yep. 
to sit there and do that. It's just like the fucking self checkout at Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, Walmart, I remember the days Walmart had 30 cash registers and 25 of them were open. Well, they still got 30 cash registers. They're just not open. Yeah. My, my Walmart now has five registers, all the red. There's probably. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, six, another, I think there's 12 self-checkout and five regular registers. Well, I'm like, oh, come on, people, why are you working for free? I hate <laughs> self-checkout myself, and maybe because I'm just old or whatever, but you, now you have one cashier watching eight registers or something like that. Yeah. And it's like and a, it never fails. Something always fucks up or doesn't scan. You're like, you know what? Now you got to come over here and do your job originally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I've been still waiting on my W twos from Walmart since. Oh shit! I was I was working there checking myself out. Say I'm go. I I, yeah. I I do very little shopping at Walmart. I hate Walmart. Uh, so and, do I. But my other half thinks it's the greatest thing no, ever. I, I hate Walmart. My wife agrees with me. I, I only buy shifts in there when I have to. We'll actually go to. It's called Rouse's. It's a local, locally owned like supermarket chain around here. Yeah, we got we got something like that called Harps, but yeah, same thing. But I'll I'll gladly go there and pay more money for groceries just not to give my money to Walmart. Exactly. And uh, it's like it's just yeah, it's just I don't I don't like it. No, I get it, but you know that's the whole deal. You want fifteen dollars an hour? Great. You know what we're going to do? Eliminate positions because we are going to maintain our profit margin. And if that means we're going to get rid of people, then we're just going to get rid of people and make machines do it. And these pe- and these fucking people will go, oh, well, yeah, it's fun. I could check myself out. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I don't You're not that. helping. <laughs> and the first and the first people that will use that self-checkout is the same one that says, I need $15 an hour to work at McDonald's. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Hello. Look oh, at you the irony here. <laughs> Open my your wife, eyes. My wife gets so mad. You are, you are taking your own job. You're literally taking your food off your own table here. She's like, calm down. They can't hear. I'm like, oh. it's like you go to McDonald's. Like these motherfuckers want fifteen dollars an hour, and they can't even remember to put damn fries in the bag. Yeah, man. I, 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 and if you pay attention to my TikTok, like I'm a smoothie addict. So you like smoothie like three, king. Yeah, exactly. Smoothie king is the shit. But you know, I used to drink like two gallons of Pepsi a day. Oh damn! And yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I, I, I don't drink coffee. I had th- I've had three cups in my whole life. One was when I was a kid. My mom's like, "You want to try some coffee?" Sure. Terrible. Ruined. And then we were doing a funeral escort. We did back to back funeral escorts one day. This is 2011. Or no, 2012. January 2012. We did one for a water patrol trooper that got killed in floodwaters the previous summer, and. Uh, it was raining the entire time. The, the, the escort route was like 70 miles in the pouring down rain, but it was like 55 degrees. So, you know, whatever. The next day we had an officer shot and killed up in Atchison, which is Northwest Missouri. The high for the day was 23. Mm. And it's Atchison's right on the river. So we got down that river bottom I, and I was on that Kawasaki KZ still. No, he did nothing. <laughs> and we come rolling up to where the service is at the college up there. And I, put the kickstand down, drop the Kawasaki over on the kickstand. I put my foot on the ground. I thought all my toes broke off in my boots. <laughs> we go inside and they go, well, we got coffee for you. I'm like, I don't even like coffee. Give me two gloves. <laughs> I'll choke this nasty stuff down just not to freeze to death. And that's the only Coke I've had, but like, you know, Smoothie King, back where I'm going with this, they pay their employees locally. You're like 13 or $14 an hour to make smoothies. But you know what? They're made right. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The same people show up every day. (laughs) And, you know, yeah, the smoothie I drink is like $7.85. I don't care. I buy enough smoothies that I have $2 and $5 off coupons all the time on the app. (laughs) As long as you stay away from Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Because they're communist. Yeah, I don't drink that crap. (laughs) I drink usually. I'm not a ginormous. I say I drink coffee. I don't really drink coffee. I drink uh, really sweet milk that's light brown. (laughs) I I get it. It's it's like coffee flavor. It's like light coffee flavored creamer. Taste. So basically, it's it's milk, creamer, sugar with a splash of coffee. Got yeah, it. yeah, kind of like that. And I, I usually use Splenda, but kind of like, like Jack and Coke with just a splash of Coke. <laughs> yeah, I don't, but I don't have to have the coffee. Uh, and, and I'm not really not a, a soda drinker really either, unless it's got whiskey in it. Other than that, I usually buy the bottles of water and just buy the little flavor packs and drink those. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't like to taste the taste of plain water. Yeah, plain water's nasty. And all the gym people, the old people, oh, you got to drink water, you got to drink water. Uh, no, I don't, because that stuff's terrible. It That's why I just buy the flavor packs. I've got to buy the flavor packs. I like the flavor I'm packs. just like, you know what? Smoothies are made of ice. That's water. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you can't have cake for breakfast. It's like, well, it's got wheat. It's got wheat it's and got, eggs. It's got goodness. Egg. Like, what it's more got, do I need? It's got eggs in it. I mean, it's like breakfast food right there. Yeah, like cake and sprinkled donuts are a major food group for me. Like, come on. Yeah, they're not called donuts. They're called crime fighting super biscuits. Uh, we call them power circles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a major food group. Don't tell me I can't have that crap. I'll go to the gym. Here's how messed up in the head I am. I'll go to the gym and do four or five miles on the treadmill and then get on the exercise bike. And I'll be at the gym for an hour and a half so I can eat them goddamn donuts. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> We got a place up the road from us, and they sell. It's a you know what a kolache is, right? No, it's I like didn't. it's basically like a pig in a blanket, just like okay. Big, but these are like uh, these are kind of like the old school rolls, the old big yeast school rolls back in the day that they don't make yeah. anymore. But it's it's stuffed with boudin, and I can huh. eat just like a shit ton of those. Because I don't know if you know what boudin is, but it's delicious. <laughs> Probably like me and mozzarella sticks. As long as you keep me in marinara sauce, there's not a mozzarella <laughs> stick I won't eat. <laughs> but I usually bring, when I get up in the morning, I got my routine. I get up, you know, do three S's. I usually go in the, go in the kitchen. I cook my breakfast. I let some of the dogs out, and I fix my breakfast, and I fix my lunch, which is usually I just bring on uh like wheat bread and stuff and just i make two sandwiches and bring with me and i got a protein bar well you, you don't go to the lord you don't go to the lord's chicken and get your free lunch we don't have the lord's chicken in the parish where i work what no. what the closest lord's chicken's probably a good 45 minutes away from holy me. shit you need to call somebody yeah now they did now in a neighboring parish they just opened a, uh uh raising canes but it's not yeah, the Lord's chicken. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not the Lord's chicken. <laughs> People know what the Lord's chicken is. I'm not going to tell you what the Lord's chicken is listening. You're going to have to figure it out yourself. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> but the Lord's chicken is usually always free, too. So. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> but, uh, we, had a, we had a local, I mean, he's 
he's a total dirtbag and he's a cop kind of, I mean, his, his post Missouri post has suspended his license like two or three times. And he's been in the news for civil rights violations. Like he's just bad news bears. And he, and he still got a badge. Oh yeah. But <laughs> that son of a bitch used to come to the Chick-fil-A up by us in uniform on his days off. So he gets his free chicken. Like, what uh, are you really? doing? <laughs> son of a bitch. I just talked about that in, uh, past episode with uh ex iceman with jojo asked me we talked about you know she asked me if i'd ever like used my position to get free stuff and we had a whole conversation about it because i'm I, sorry but any cop that says they haven't fucking lying whether you go like we have quick trip up here i don't know what you got down there but no i'm not saying i never i don't if i go someplace that usually gives us free stuff and then they got a new person that don't i don't say nothing i just pay for it i don't expect like, it you know, quick trip thanks they, they they encourage you to come in and get a free drink because for them that's free security and they don't have to pay a security guard to stand there because they know cops are going to come in at all hours of the day. Oh, it's like that's like a circle case. It was just like yeah, stopping up, and it's just but, it's know, just like, known. Me. It's just known. You go in there and you walk up to the drink machine, the fountain machine, just or icy or whatever, and just get you what you want to drink, and you don't they and and dip out. You but, just you walk know, out. Yeah, you know, like me, I always. I, <clears throat> Yeah, when I was a rookie, I didn't know any better. I was like, you know what, fine, whatever. I'm going to go take a free drink. And now I'm just like, well, I'm going to go over here and buy a 20-ounce bottle because that's inventory, and they have to make me pay for that. <laughs> or, you know, like late at night, you know, usually about 12.30 or 1, I'm starting to get a little drowsy. Like, I need me a little pick-me-up. I'll go in there and get a fountain drink, but I will buy something, whether it's a pack of gum or something. I don't know why, but I'm just like, I feel guilty. I don't want your free shit. Yeah, well, especially being on a motorcycle. Very seldomly do I get fountain drinks, and I'm not a big pop soda drinker as it is. But yeah. like if, on I'm the BMW, drink, the- if I'm going to drink a carbonated, I'm going with the white monster. Well, see, I never <laughs> get into energy drinks. They used to have a, I think it was Go Fast or something, Go Fast Orange, I think is what it's called. They never really caught on. Red Bull kind of buried them, but those are pretty tasty. But I can't drink a Red Bull or anything like that. I just, I don't know what it is, but I'd hate the taste and hate the feeling and those things about that. Uh, well, the monsters really don't do nothing. I just like the white monster. If I'm going to drink, but, if I'm going to drink something carbonated. Like, does your Harley have a cup holder on it? Uh, it did that I put it on myself in, uh, it kind of vibrated off and broke and <laughs> just never so like replaced my, it. My Kawasaki <clears throat> had one and there was enough room on the handlebars on the Kawasaki. You could put it on the right hand side, but like right next to the mirror, right before the handlebar it dips down to the tree. So it was out of the wind. So you could have a fountain drink with a straw and it wouldn't blow the damn straw out. <laughs> Excellent. There was always a cup in that damn holder. Well, usually, I went to the BMW. You cannot put a cup holder on that bike. <laughs> well, I'm correct. The BMW saddlebags open to the side, right? Do I know your your saddlebags? They kind of open up to the side. Uh, the old ones did. The 1100s and the 1150s did. The the 1200s and the the 1250s. Now, uh, they open top up. They open straight up. Oh, like the 30. like like our saddlebags doing Harley. Well, yours open out from the top, right? They hinge out yeah. away from the bike. Yeah, no, but there's, these, a, the there's latch. a latch right there. I can pop. I can be going down the road, reach down with either hand, pop the release switch, and just open my box straight up and like yeah, the, uh, grab whatever's in there. It's like my KZ was like that. The, you know, there's latches on front and back. I only ever latched the front ones because I could reach them from the seat. And you could flop the bag open and do whatever you need to do and flop it back. On the BMW, there's only one latch. It's all the way in the back. You can 
barely reach it, but you better not be running because you'll crash. Like yeah. you got to be sitting still, but you can barely reach back there, but it opens straight towards the front of the bike up and towards the front. But I mean, it's, it's kind of weird to get used to, but it's kind of nice on the side of the road because it takes up no space <laughs> and you can look straight down in your bag. Yeah. Like I said, I'll usually buy, if I have a drink, if I don't have water, my own water bottle, like you can buy something with a screw top. So, if I am yeah. traveling and don't want to stop, I can pop my, I'll have it right there. I can just pop my saddlebag up and grab it and get something to drink while I'm going yeah, down like, the road. That's why I like the 20 ounce because I can throw that in a saddlebag and even if it gets shook up or whatever, it's not like, it's not like <laughs> a mess. It's got a lid on it. I do have a cup holder that mounts to the left side crash bar, but it's completely exposed. And it's one of those, it mounts on there, but then the, the whole frame like oscillates so it's always level. That's yeah, much bullshit. Yeah. And the straw will blow out anytime you go over 60. So it's pretty worthless. Mm-hmm. But a funny story about the Harley bags is when I was in motor school, I went through KCK's motor school, which that's where they throw cones at you. Every time you hit a cone, they throw one at you. Well, that's not very nice of them. <laughs> you know what? That makes you not want to hit cones. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But um, we'd go to lunch. First day of motor school, you know, you're nervous. And. You know, back to that motorcops.com that you were talking about earlier. They used to sell a DVD. I still have it. It was like the basics of police motorcycle operation. Talk about T-clock maintenance. And they like walked you through some of the drills and the dimensions. Like I watched that religiously for like two months lead up to motor school. And so I'd already been practicing at the house and stuff. But, you know, you go to motor school, you're nervous as shit. And, you know, the first day we're in the classroom for like three hours. We drive out to the Kansas Speedway, which is where motor school was. We ride around for like an hour and okay, the instructor's like, oh, we're going to go to lunch. This is how we go to lunch. We're going to be nose to tail and saddlebag, saddlebag. And we travel 15 miles over the speed limit. I don't know any of these people. I, I don't know nobody. And it's, there's like, I think there's eight people in our class, plus the three instructors, plus, you know, anytime there's motor school, motor cop show up at motor school. Well, yeah, we get there's free like, riding and I want to see, I want to see, well, people, yeah. I want to see people just like, Busting their ass and getting you know, yeah. So there's like 20 of us going to lunch. None of us have ever ridden this close any time, other than the, the veterans. And we're driving down the road, and just by pure luck, I'm like probably like the third row back. So you know, the front six. And it's two instructors, an instructor, and a veteran, and then me and some other rookie. Like that's how the front six is lined up, and there's a whole trail of them behind us. We're running 90 mile an hour down the interstate, no lights, no siren. And there's maybe a foot between my front wheel and the guy's fender on the back ahead of me. Same thing behind me. And I mean, there's six inches between saddlebags side to side. And the instructors up ahead of us at 90 mile an hour, they're reaching over and adjusting each other's mirrors and hitting their lights <laughs> and reaching. And that's when the hockey puck bags were a thing. Yeah, for yeah I remember my life. They'd reach over bags. there and unscrew that thing, open the bag, and I'd slam his bag shut. And they'd, I'm like, these people are nuts. <laughs> yeah, me and my, what are you doing? Me and one of my partners were driving down the road just bullshitting. We were 10 8. We were, we were driving down the road just bullshitting. But we were like, our saddlebags were bumping Like while we were going down the road. We were probably running about 60. Just just having a conversation. Well, we were getting ready to come up to a red light. Well, we were going to separate a little bit because we were bumping in each other. While down, levers got locked up with each other. Oh, shit. <laughs> so now, <laughs> now basically their bikes are stuck together. And it's like, I don't care how good you are, you're not going to stop 
did exactly. No. Especially from no, that speed. No, we're, we're just kind of looking at each other like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? And yeah. I've always, I'm, I'm not a giant guy, but I'm, I was, I'm six foot and I, I was, back then I was in way better shape. I was about 240. And uh, I looked at him. I said, hold on. I said, just, I said, hold on. <laughs> and, and I, one of us is going to eat the asphalt. Well, here. no, I grabbed, we were coming up to this red line. I'm like, fuck, I said, hold on. I yelled at him. And I just like jerked like I was going to the left really hard. <laughs> and, and it actually, it like ripped. It was his, uh, it was this. I think it was this clutch handle, and oh shit! Yeah, it ripped. Things went from bad to worse for it, him. <laughs> but it ripped the complete clutch handle completely out of the housing and everything. We we're like, oh my god! <laughs> Thank God there was a store right there, so we were just able to like you know coast a bit. <laughs> it's like yeah, we had to we had to call somebody like look go run by the shop and grab us a clutch handle like, for what? <laughs> yeah. It's like just go grab it. Don't, Don't ask questions. <laughs> Yeah, but but we got locked up like that. Speaking speaking of Harley and their problem, why do they have that stupid Jiffy stand spring? I haven't changed in fifty fucking years. Oh God, it's horrible. We actually carry carry yeah, springs every, with every us. Every motor cop I know that rides a Harley has like yeah. three of them. In their yeah, you, you got to. I mean, I I've been a long screwdriver, and I can't remember the the open end combination wrench. <laughs> they all have. It. I'm like. And and they have zip ties, so well, when it falls off. They can zip tie the damn we, kickstand, the frame. We, like, we actually, <laughs> our guys actually figured out how to put a big magnet on there. So if your spring breaks, you can still sling you, it, the magnet. Will hold your kickstand stand up to the frame. Right there. We, well, there's a picture from not the last rodeo I participated in. I won that one. That was kind of fun. I was at a Harley dealership and I took first place and top gun. Boy, they were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the rodeo before that was at a Harley dealership. And there's a picture of, I can't remember. I don't remember who was in the course, but you know, in the background, you know, you're looking at this guy and he's, you know, he's leaned over scraping boards going to the course, you know, yeah, 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 hurrah for him. In the background, there's like four Harleys laid up on the curbs because every single one of them broke off the spring. <laughs> God damn, people, come on. We actually you got cannot, guys. You can't redesign this. We actually got guys when we're doing competitions will like take their kickstand completely off. And you just, might as well, because all it is is dead weight. They had it, because if you break your kickstand spring while you're doing it, it's going to fall down. It can kill your bike and all this stuff like that. And so what they do is they they got like a, they got this block of wood with a rope on it. So when they stop, they pull this block of wood out their saddlebag <laughs> and then you yes. stick it under there. Yeah. And, <laughs> These guys just—they just pull their bike up to the curb and then just let it sit on the fucking floorboard <laughs> for the primary. I'm like, God, this is like the worst advertisement for a Harley ever. They're at the dealership and there's four bikes out here that can't put the stupid kickstand down. Well, you got a piss poor design. Harley keeps redesigning the police bikes. It's like. It's like you can tell they're not asking cops what they want on these bikes because no. the shit they change on it's like. It's like, why the fuck would you do this? <laughs> I mean, that's that's one thing about, I like the metrics. I always have the metrics. I remember the Kawasaki and I've got the BMW. Those are purpose-built machines. Like, you know, they're based on a civilian model, but then they take it, take input, and then build it specifically for law enforcement. And the bikes are 100 times better. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I'm prefer preferential to my Harley, but everybody's well, like, "What's the first thing?" You know, first thing 
Harley cop does when he gets his bike, I can guarantee you he's somewhere with a dremel tool drilling out his uh his baffles. <laughs> oh well, hell yeah! <laughs> there was a local agency that uh, they're on BMWs now. So this local agency, they're on the Missouri side. You used to know every single one of them guys. Now there's not one person I know in the unit. They've all transferred out, got hurt, had to retire, whatever. But they went from Road Kings to the Victories junk, and now they're on yeah. BMWs. Like in the course of 10 years, they've gone through three completely manufacturers, <laughs> not just models, but man, oh God. Victory like, came out this way and was like, oh, y'all come ride these bike, these demo bikes and try to sell them. We're like, we rode them and we're like, yeah, we're, we're good. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, the few people in the, I mean, the Kansas City Metro had the first one ever. Lenexa PD got it. Very first one they ever sold as a police unit for victory. It went to Lenexa PD. And the agreement was, from what I understand, because I kind of knew the guy, he was one of my instructors at wheel school. He was on a Honda when I went through wheel school. Then he went to that victory. But uh, from what I understand was they basically gave Lenexa that bike for free. <laughs> but then he had to go to like five rodeos a year to show it off for like three or four years. Well, hell, poor guy. He had to go do rodeos. Yeah, poor poor thing. I mean, that's just like that's like free vacations. Yeah, you know, the thing was, is if they if you tore the bike up at the rodeo, victories repairing that, not his city. So I mean, go hard or go home. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you know, the, the the few people in the metro, I think at the at the peak, I think there were four, five, six. So I think there was eight, maybe nine in the entire metro area on Victory. They even still make that's, Victory that's bikes. bikes not de- that's bikes, not department. It's yeah. like nine in the whole metro. Everybody said the same thing. It's like riding your recliner down the road. <laughs> they are so comfortable and just, you know, but the reliability and maneuverability. Like, we were in a, I don't know how your guys' rodeos are, but our rodeo up here the last few years, they have what they call like a knockout last man standing. And so they make each year the patterns different so you can't practice, but they'll mark, they'll mark off a big rectangle and they'll put some cones out in the middle. One year it was like a winged wheel shape and had some cones out in the middle. Yeah, we, we, do, we have like a, they call it a Texas challenge or something, basically. <laughs> you basically have to follow the exact path. Yes. You can't hit a cone. You can't put your foot down, blah, 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 blah. Well, one year it's all based off a lottery. You just reach your hand in a hat and that's who you have to go against. I got I was on the KZ and had to go against the guy on a victory. <laughs> <laughs> That lasted about 12 seconds. Yeah, so that probably didn't last very long. Hell no, I could take that thing anywhere. He was just like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I should just forfeit. <laughs> I remember how many years ago it was. We had a guy show up to motor competition on a, on a fucking gold wing. Oh, yeah, that's big in Texas. That's like a Houston thing. They're real, real big down in Houston for whatever. But he showed up on a gold wing. We are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Goddamn luxury. Like, <laughs> How's yeah, the reverse um, working out? <laughs> that made I me, mean, like, you might as well just, like, rig out a Escalade for your unit or something. No shit. <laughs> um, have you seen, um, I'm not really a big Harley guy, obviously. I mean, even my personal bike's been trying for other metrics. But uh, have you seen where Harley's trying to make the Rogue Glide a police bike? Uh-uh. So they're in testing right now with the Rogue Glide. That's Which the one with the fixed fairing that, bike. That's the fixed. Yeah, it's I basically a street glide. It's basically a street glide with a fixed fairing. I can't stand fixed fairing bikes. They're trying to. They're doing experiments right now, trying to sell that to police agencies. I think what they're trying to do 
remember back in the 80s and early 90s, the FXRP was super popular. It was the main competitor against the Kawasaki KZ because it was a fixed fairing too. And I think that's what they're trying to <clears throat> trying to do is come back with a fixed fairing bike. I keep my windshield. Just I don't, I've ridden fixed I mean, fairing bikes and it fucks with me when I'm in cone because the yeah, fairing stays shit. and the fairing yeah, stays straight. Yeah, <laughs> I, every bike I've rode is a fixed fairing. I mean, my BMW is a fixed fairing. That Kawasaki is a fixed fairing. You cannot see your front wheel at all. No. <laughs> You're basically just guessing. <laughs> well, I think we're here. Well, yeah, hopefully. I'll keep my windshield. Well, I mean, they're really they're really nice on long rides, but boy, for cones and enforcement in tight areas, I would hate that. Oh yeah. Well, I wish Harley would go back to the skinny tire bike from '08. That's what they're trying to do. That and that Pan Am, like, like crossover dual sport. If you've seen that, no, I haven't seen it. Harley actually brought that out to our area last fall to one of the monthly trainings. We have a like a citywide metro training once a month. Anybody that's on a motor can show up. It's free. It's just cones and crap. But, uh, yeah. They brought that thing out and laid by right they wanted to. It's an interesting concept. <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, I'm not going to keep you much longer. We're almost an hour and a half. Uh, everybody, I, I, I know I have enjoyed it. Hope y'all did. I know we did a lot of bullshit, and that's the motor guys get together and they're gonna talk. You want to hear oh, a bunch yeah. of motor? That's basically just conversations you're gonna get right here. Uh, <laughs> you're more than welcome to come back. Don't hang up. I'm gonna close this out. I want to get your address and stuff so I can mail you some stickers and stuff. Uh, you can find him on TikTok at Motor Cop the number four and then Life. Uh, go check him out. He's he's got a lot of videos and stuff. And uh, like I always said, uh, go like and subscribe. Go check out the merchandise on uh, in the link that'll be below. Watch your back. Watch your partner's back. And remember to always smile because the ice man can be behind you. <laughs> yes.